You want to get high, man? Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim Cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you for joining me this August. The first pod of Pog. Uh, to be honest, I did do one, but I just didn't feel like it was not to the caliber of the three viewers I have on YouTube and the 20 or so listeners that I have out there on Libsyn or whatever, wherever you are, it's just not enough for me to come with something mediocre. I would rather you have nothing than for me to come with something, you know, half-ass. So I'm here full-ass today, all right? Well, what happened? I don't know. I I think I'm getting torn. I'm a little torn about this whole video thing. Like, should I keep doing the video? Does it even matter? I mean, I, who cares? But I got a new voice recorder. Of course, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I can't, can't really visit anybody. So it's going to be Zoom for a while unless we do shh, secret, secret pandemic podcast. Secret pandemic podcast. Um. Maybe that'll be a good drop. Secret Pandemic Podcast. Um, yeah, where I will clandestinely go to other people's homes and interview them. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. It's kind of, I actually kind of like it because it's sort of like weed is illegal again. Yeah, you used to go over to people's places and break the law by smoking weed. And, and now it's legal, so it's no fun. So now just hanging out at someone's house who is in a family member is breaking the law, right? So that's good. Breaking the law, because that is, of course, the law here in Los Angeles County, where the hardest hit area of the coronavirus uh, in California, of course, cases, deaths, rising. So they locked it all down again. They opened it up and locked it down. I was lucky enough to have a nice steak on my birthday at Musso and Frank's, where they opened that shit up. It was almost, it was like, just for me. And then, of course, Musa and Frank must have lost thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars in inventory once they had to shut down again. They had to lay off guys again, shut things down again. I mean, and that's writ large. I mean, I just feel terrible for all these restaurant owners, bar owners, whatever. They all opened up, getting ready to fucking start serving, and then, sorry, sorry. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I don't make the laws here. I don't make the laws. I mean, I don't really follow the laws either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's interesting that the same people who want to defund the police are the ones who want some kind of enforcement for masks and stuff, right? Like, I, and I'm not, I'm not really going to take like some kind of stance of like, I'm pro-mask, I'm anti, I'm pro, I'm anti-masks. Uh, That's kind of dumb, you know? It's like being pro or anti-fire. Right? Like fire is very useful in certain scenarios, but in other scenarios, you can't do the same thing. You can't just start an open campfire inside a room without any ventilation, right? I think they found out a long time ago that that was not good. We need some kind of ventilation, right? Ventilation, breathing, masks, you get it. I don't know. Anyways, part of the law is that you can't congregate with people who are not um, roommates or family members, right? They're trying to keep the infection clusters to a minimum. They're trying to keep everything, you know, um, trying to mitigate, and reduce the amount of infection that's going on. And of course, um, I suppose that's working. I don't know. I don't know. But it 
two healthy people meet each other, should that be against the law? I, I mean, <clears throat> seems kind of weird to me. It seems like we're living in China. I don't know. I thought this was LA. LA, big city of dreams. LA, what's happening to it? Um, the economy is crumbling. Hollywood hasn't produced anything in a long time. People are going insane. Actors are going crazy. You see them putting out things. Alyssa Milano is just like going nuts on Twitter being like, I can't believe I live in a world where Joe Logan has three times more listeners than I do. It's just like, what, you started your podcast this year. What, what you started it like over 10 years ago. What do you, what do you, maybe if you started something fucking 10 years ago and worked on it, built it, you wouldn't be complaining like a dumb fucking bitch online. It's called Alyssa Milano, Milano a bitch. Um, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'm staying by that. I stand by, look, <clears throat> Joe Rogan leaving LA. Good, great, good riddance. That's what I say. I can finally now become Asian Joe Rogan. That's finally <laughs> part of my plan, right? Get rid of him, shave my head, become Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. Um, anyways. Um, Joe Rogan is leaving. Joe Diaz is leaving. A lot of people, a lot of comedians are leaving um, Los Angeles. A lot of comedians are leaving New York. A lot of comedians are leaving the big cities, going to smaller uh, towns just because they can afford it, just because maybe it's safer, you know, in their minds. Also, there's work. That's where the work is right now. So the places that are opened up are the red states, right? Red cities, red states have opened up, and that's where there's comedy still. So if you're cool with just if you're cool with going to a place where you might catch coronavirus you can do comedy great <clears throat> i mean i i'm not like cool with catching it i'm not like yeah i can't wait to get but i'm also like at what point do you weigh your life like your sanity with the potential of catching disease at what point do you you know because right now la is an interesting uh, town for this kind of thing because the mentality here, and I bet it's similar to New York. It's this kind of like coastal elitism they talk about, but it's it's like people. There's a um, a lot of people are like mask shaming, and they're also like you know uh, they feel like the same people who are mask shaming are the same people who want to defund the police. The same people who have nothing to say about the military industrial complex are the same people who think you should vote. You should vote for Biden because that's who you should, that's going to stop everything, you know, because Trump is so bad. You know, it's the same people who think that Trump is the worst thing that ever happened. And why can't it be like the good old Obama days where we expanded two wars to seven? Why can't we do that? Huh? Where we extracted even more wealth out of the lower classes, where Obama drank the water and flipped Michigan to show us that, hey, it's fine. It's fine, everybody. I'm out of here, right? Like, why can't we go back to those days? I don't know. We're not, okay? We're not at those days. We can't go back, okay? So fucking buck up or get out. That's what I say, right? If I can, all these people come to LA from other, st other states, where they're mostly red states, and they, where they were the outcasts, right? They were the fucking losers and outcasts that were all like, you know, one day I'm gonna get out of here and I'm gonna go to Hollywood and make a big milk tea. I have a story to tell. I am the soul of a creative. I am the story to tell, right? If I can come over here and they realize, oh, life is still hard. Life is still hard and it's kind of bullshit. And this is kind of a weird, like a hologram sort of, you know what I mean? It's kind of like this weird simulation everybody's in. I think it has to do with the sun. I think it just has to do with this idea that it's just sunny all the time. So it's just like, why? It's hard to feel bad, but you do. 
you do feel bad. <laughs> you do feel bad, right? LA is a place where it's really sunny. You can never get away from it. And yet people are self-conscious about their age, you know? And that's a funny thing because, you know, you're aging in the sun. You're never going to beat that. You're never beating it, okay? It's aging you as you speak. And meanwhile, people are like, oh, injecting Botox into their fucking faces. Botox, botulism toxin, one of the most toxic substances in the world. Did you know that? It only takes like a gram of it to kill the entire planet. And we're willing to inject that in our face, right? And isn't it ironic that such an instrument of death is used to fight off death, right? And it's just a futile endeavor, futile endeavor. And you're like, oh yeah, great for you, whatever. You, uh, you're, just, you're Asian, so you got those genes. So yeah, maybe, maybe I got the genes. I don't know. So we're all, we all, we're all like stuck in some lottery, right? We, you can't fucking, look, I'm losing my hair. I can't fucking help that. It's genes, right? I look great as a 42 year old. I can't help that. You know, it's genes. I mean, honestly, it is probably that I didn't drink or smoke too much the past 20 years. I mean, I smoke a lot of weed, but I haven't smoked cigarettes. You know, I quit cigarettes 10 years ago. I don't drink that much. I was also, you know, I spent my 30s, 20s and 30s in the northern latitudes of New York. So maybe the sun, I was not aged as much as I could have been in the sun. Perhaps all those things point to why, you know, I look, look, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying people have told me that I don't look 42. All right. So that's fine. And I've seen Asian 42 and Asian 42 can look like white 42. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just depends on how hard you beat yourself up. And I haven't beaten myself that uh, that hard, I suppose. Okay, I suppose that's what it is. Um, but you see, the people who come here, you know, especially young people, people who had two parent homes, uh, come in here and then, you know, struggling, and not not in the economic sense, but more in the psychological and spiritual sense. You know, people come here, and they're sort of twisted. The L.A. L.A twists you, LA turns you, you know, if you ever watch Chinatown or Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um, I'm going to throw Friday in there and Blood In, Blood Out. You watch those four movies and I feel like that's a great picture of LA. That is the picture of LA. Um, you know, it's a place, it's a fantasy land. It's a place that should not be. This is a place that should not be, okay? This, it shouldn't exist. This is a tiny backwater desert town, all right? that rich men came and ran a scam, diverted water, turned it into a giant metropolis in order to make billions of dollars in development money, okay? Just selling their land or building on it or whatever, turning worthless land into um, gold, essentially, by sheer force of capital, right? Will and capital, which in some ways is very impressive. Is that not manifest destiny? Is that not why we took over this entire continent so that we could stake a claim on a piece of it that we stole from Mexico and say that this is paradise on earth, right? This is our desert oasis. I mean, this is, you know, listen, Dubai, let's look at Dubai, right? Dubai is in the desert and Dubai also is rich. And Dubai has like a ski slope. You know, they got the tallest building in the world. They're just fucking ostentatious. You know, they're just fucking, going crazy right this is and this is a very old world mentality it's a very old world mentality it's like it's and it's trumpian too it's why i think trump likes those old world dictators because it's, it's like the gold 
you know, very Persian or very just Arab or whatever, you know, however, Indian, just a lot of gold. Things are just flashy, gold everywhere. Biggest building ever, just dicks, just dicks coming out of the ground, <laughs> giant dicks, like just dicks. Look at our dicks coming out of the desert ground. Uh, you know, that's uh, sort of that old world thing. But here in the new world, what we decided to do, no, 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 we're not going to, we don't need to do that's kind of like new york this old world it's like new york okay this is the new what we're going to do here let's make everything flat okay it's going to be flat and sunny everything's flat and there's no real rhyme or reason to why anything's here because it's free you do whatever you want man there's like no tribal separation see in new york you got your financial district you got your garment district you got your jewelry district. you know what i mean it's very um you know, I don't want to say segregated or ghettoized, but you know what I'm saying. It's compartmentalized through society, and it sort of has to happen because of the sheer density, okay? And that's what people were getting away from, right? Even in the old world. In the old world, that's what people were coming across that fucking ocean for, right? It's the density. Like, it, it, people in the fucking, uh, in Asia, that's what they're getting away from, all the density. There's fucking people everywhere, right? You want to go to a place where there's less people. You don't want to go somewhere where there's, like, no people, but you want to go somewhere where there's enough people, you know, so you could start a new life, but not so many, so many people that's so competitive. You can't do shit and everything has to be divided and parceled and you have to like, you know, fucking, you got to be rich or have connections or whatever. Okay. So this was the place, the West, right? That everybody fled to, we got to get out of get escape the cult of domesticity, they call it, right? The New York shit, get out of here with the man's, men's and shoot a bear and shoot an engine and shoot yeah, shoot yourself out of loneliness. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, it's a place uh, where uh, you could just get away. Okay. But now fast forward to 2020 and there's nowhere to go. There, you know, Manifest Destiny happened. We hit the edge, the coast. There's nowhere to go. We can just build a metropolis here. Not a real metropolis, a sprawling sort of line. And where people are just, you just come here, come here, come here, guys from all over to try to make it in entertainment. You know, maybe you got a dream. You got a dream. Are you a star? You want to be a model? You want to be a singer? You want to be an actor? You want to be a writer? You want to be a director, a producer, whatever. LA, come to Los Angeles, City of Angels. Say again, open it, it'll open its arms to you. You can be part of it. You know, everybody can make it out here. Come on, come on down, right? That's the dream, right? The dream that pulls at you. This is like, you can just, you can come off the fucking bus from Minnesota and next thing you know, you're fucking, you know, marrying a rich man and you're, you're in the pictures. You're in the pictures now, you know, and that's sort of the dream. It's like um, similar to the Horatio Alger, like rags to riches myth of New York, right? Small town boy goes to New York gets a job somehow in the mail room and works his way up and becomes the CEO of a big company. You know, that's that sort of thing. That's the like New York, original New York version of that. And now this is sort of the updated West Coast version of that where it's more about celebrity and fame. Celebrity and fame. And see, the thing about the New York myth is that there's still hard work. You see, you see the, the kid, the kid was such a hard worker that he fucking came to New York and just blew everybody out of the water. And that's the myth, right? And of course, let's 99.9% of the kids who followed that story and try to go to New York, most of them ended up just working manual labor and beating their wives or whatever, you know, just being poor as poor people do, because it's incredibly hard to go from being super poor to super rich just by working hard. I mean, it happens. 
it can happen. That's what is part of the mythos of this country, right? Because it could never happen in England and it could never happen anywhere where they've got things on lock, right? Just like I'm talking about like New York sort of had things on lock and you had to be part of this district or that district or this guild or that guild, you know, societies were like that too. That's why they escaped, right? And that is sort of the metaphor um, for how people escaped the East, right? The East was sort of um, analogous to the old world, right? Too many people, too no opportunities, corruption, we gotta fucking get out of good freedom. That's what people wanted. So they'd come over here. Now that there's nowhere to go, what's being offered? Well, it isn't like physical freedom anymore. It isn't, you know, freedom from people per se, since there's so many people here now, but what it is is, um, you know, freedom from identity, the freedom to choose, your, to remake yourself, freedom to lie, the freedom to lie all you want. Because right, uh, in order to um, get ahead, you may have to pull a few strings, you may have to lie about your station in life, you may have to, you know, things that would be seen as, uh, I guess, um, gauche, you know, déclassant, like uh, in New York, old society you have to be really good i mean in order to be a con man in new york you'd have to be really really good you have to be smart you have to be uh, fancy you have to make sure you, all your lies check out and the people because everybody knows each other you know you gotta you gotta be on the top of your game you can't fucking just come in and just be like i'm trying to run a scam and then run a scam it's not gonna work but in la you can because because people are freeing themselves from those old fetters because people are coming here to be free of identity and create a new one because people have come here, they're now open. They're kind of vulnerable in that way. Very easy to become a cult leader in Los Angeles. You want to become a cult leader? Like, don't, you don't want to go to New York. New York's the worst place. I mean, you could, but it has to be like, you got to be like a financial cult leader or something. I don't know. You got to have some kind of uh, uh, social Darwinistic edge. You got to have something, you know, they, they come out here, you just make it about vibes and feelings, man. You know, it's just about being a good person. What is that? You know, give me your money. You know, and it's very, it's just like soothing tones, comfort. Um, and I think a lot of that is because of the lack of structure, because there's a, a sort of lack of structure and urban sprawl physically and mentally. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I feel like people are more open, susceptible to structures imposed on them. They need the structure. Give me the structure. Right, and so you have what you would call in Hollywood uh, that sort of liberal Hollywood mentality, right? It's sort of a cliche that the Hollywood liberal, yeah, Hollywood liberal mentality, you know, um, PC Hollywood liberal cancel culture mentality, um, and and on some level it's overblown. It's not like they're fucking canceling people in the street or canceling means anything aside from like losing work, you know, basically losing money, millions and millions of dollars of money that you could have been making gone. Uh, besides that, what what is it really? Um, it's like mob mentality. That's what it is. I mean, it's like um, the weak ganging up on who they perceive as a strong take them down, you know, and justice, that's what they feel justice is served, you know, and that's what's going on um, writ large in LA, right? Joe Rogan is leaving, like I said, a lot of people think there's a conspiracy to take him down because of all the stuff he said about Joe Biden, uh, being, uh, 
having cognitive decline, which I don't think is a controversial thing, but you just don't do that. And because he's in entertainment, but he's not one of them, you know, he's got to fucking go down. So I understand. I, I mean, is that is that a crazy conspiracy? I don't think that's a crazy. I don't think that's any crazier than the idea that um, the U.S. government lied to the public about weapons of mass destruction as a pretext of invading Iraq. I mean, that to me sounds more bonkers. Uh, but there we are. There here we are. Right here we are. Um, so maybe you know. So maybe Joe Rogan is leaving, you know, because he's being ousted. Maybe Joe Rogan is just leaving because he's tired of LA or tired of all the fucking. Imagine just being. I mean, I am. I'm surrounded. But I grew up here. You know, yeah, growing up here wasn't easy. Growing up here was the indication to me that this was a very conformist, sort of culty place. And if you didn't belong, you're really out. You were just out out you're just out you know what i mean but at least this was a desert and there were other people that you could find other tribesmen other nomads wandering you know an oasis here or there that's what i found growing up with friends right and um you know and that's what i'm finding now coming back currently having come back to la after 20 years away uh, i'm finding friends i'm finding community despite the fact that we're not allowed to, it's against the law. And doing that, in fact, to the portion of people here who are, I call them the democratic comics of America, uh, just, because, just in the sense of comedy, but this is spread out throughout most people like this form of liberalism, uh, this kind of resistance liberalism that is actually status quo liberalism. It's very bizarre, it's very bizarre. It's like, there's no anti-war talk at all that these people are talking about ending fascism it just it completely boggles my mind anyways that faction of people culturally very strong here um so i can understand why joe joe rogan would want to leave anyways okay uh, you can only imagine drop light you can only imagine the lack of friends i had growing up <laughs> and you can only imagine um, that it wasn't easy doing comedy right where it's just like all the same shit. It's just like everybody just trying to get an acting job. It's literally all most of stand-up here is. It's, it's incredibly cliche because in New York, um, that's what people would say. Is like in LA, all the stand-ups want to become actors. In New York, they actually want to do stand-up. You know, that was the cliche. And it does seem like that's what it is. It does seem like, like you know, coming here, and it's not a big surprise, right? How, I mean, I grew up here. I, the industry is all pervasive. I get it. I get it. Okay, um, but I'm just happy to see these motherfuckers go. You know, that's the thing. I mean, the one thing I'm kind of, I mean, I'm kind of glad that Joe Rogan's leaving because that means like comedy in LA is now going to change. It's dead. It's dead. Comedy in LA is dead, and that's why am I happy about that? Why am I happy? Not, it's not like a schadenfreude thing. You have to understand. The, uh, this is something Colin Quinn said. He said, comedy should never be cool. You know, and that's when you know it's dangerous. And that's, that's what happened with Rogan. That was the Rogan effect with the comedy store. Comedy became cool. So people thought, I'm going to do comedy become cool. They think it's like a cool, like a rock star. Like, it's all these people who really wanted to be musicians but had no talent who now decided they're going to do comedy because that, you know, you can make people laugh and I can do that. And it's just like the vast majority of them are garbage. Okay. And a big part of that is because that's true for any endeavor. 
any art, the vast majority of people who are trying it out or trying to get ahead in it are, are garbage. They suck. Okay, that's just how it is. That's just, and you're going to find some few that are really, really good, right? Few that are incredibly, incredibly bad. So bad that it's worth watching. And then everybody kind of in the middle, where you're just like taking, really, yeah, it's just like why? Do something else. Have a family, please. Please become a normal person. Don't pursue this. Don't pursue this. Um, that was sort of all last year, maybe the year before, me advocating everybody should just quit, com please quit comedy. But thank God now we have this pandemic, right? Now the pandemic, I feel like, is really putting um, the rubber to the road on whether or not you like comedy. You really want to keep this up, okay? Because uh, you got the Zoom shows. And um, here, uh, this is a Zoom. A Zoom show is essentially this, except 20 people taking turns for five minutes. Doesn't that sound like a nightmare? I mean, this is virtually a nightmare for me. Like just the idea that I am so conceited and egotistical that I think people would watch me on camera for even more than five minutes is bonkers. It's completely, I mean, it speaks to either I am a raging um, egomaniac, you know, with uh, just fucking outsized delusional ideas of how I see myself, or I truly am a sick person. I'm a sick person. These are cries for help. These, this is sort of uh, almost like video diaries of a person in an uh, insane asylum. Uh, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I do it. I just, uh, for a while, I was thinking maybe I should change from the video, only do the microphone so it can be crazier. So I, <laughs> so I can say even crazier things that I, don't, I wouldn't feel self-conscious about being looked at. Don't look at me while I talk about, I don't know, killing babies, uh, not by my hand, but that they should die. Uh, not all of them. Okay, see, I don't want to get into this right now. I was talking about people leaving LA, okay, and people leaving comedy, and good riddance. It's good Joe Rogan's going, and he's going to Texas, and I, God bless Texas, you know, and God bless, it's a new, I'm excited. That means the new center of comedy will be in Texas. Uh, and that's where my dad is too. So I'm just not going to escape it. And that's fine. That's where my final, my next hour will be written. I have to finish my first hour here, but I think the next hour will be written pro probably in the Southwest. Okay. That's just, uh, I'm probably going to live somewhere in uh, Colorado, honestly. And Texas will be a thing uh, that I have to deal with. Okay. That's coming later. But for now, I'm here. Okay. I'm, and I'm dealing with, vacuum that's going to come the rogan vacuum that's going to come the death of um venues to do comedy fucking three-fourths of them i don't know what the uh, this is a fucking crazy statistic about how many of them are going to shut down but those are all places to do comedy gone right clubs will they survive Ooh, i, I mean the store probably and the improv probably and probably flappers you know what i mean those would probably be the big three <laughs> big three clubs right left um, and then there's gonna be tons of competition to get into the clubs. Or will there be? That's the other thing. There might be no competition. I mean, honestly, if I have my way, uh, nobody will want to do comedy. <laughs> and that's how <laughs> that's how it should be. Nobody should want to do it. Comedy comedians should be seen as losers. Okay, losers who couldn't get a normal job. Uh, losers. You see that helicopter? It's not coming for me. I don't even know if you can hear it, but it's not coming for me because nobody cares. Okay, I'm not that important. Nobody cares. 
and that's the way it should be. Then we can all laugh at me laughing at things like the military industrial complex. Huh? We could have a good laugh about that instead of all being like, is this the right thing to say? Or is this racist? Am I being anti-racist? Is this white fragility? I'm just come on. No fun. No fun. So I think the no fun crowd has pushed Joe Rogan out. By doing so, comedy is going to collapse. A lot of those no fun people are in comedy. What's going to happen to them? Well, I think just as I was ranting about the Zoom show, you know, it's like this is kind of like a Zoom show. Um, that's what's going to happen. So we're going to have a split in comedy. It's happening now where Zoom shows actually make money. They're actually passing money around doing these Zoom shows uh, because people are, they're all law-abiding citizens. They're all, you know, like doing what the government says, staying at home. They're, they're getting their comedy through Zoom, you know, and that's, they're just, they're just good Americans, right? Meanwhile, the dirty, clandestine, real comics are out there doing comedy secretly or moving out of the state. That's what you're forcing people to do, okay? It's just like weed. Ironically, weed is illegal in Texas and Joe Rogan is right, going right in the arms of the law. He might become sheriff. What if he becomes sheriff of uh, Houston or something? <laughs> You're a sheriff of Texas. Rogan, Texas Walker Ranger. All right. Um, Texas Ranger? Walker, Texas Ranger. Rogan, Texas Ranger. All right. Anyway, so the no fun crowd. They are part of half comedy. Okay. Is there going to be some kind of civil war, some kind of collapse? of comedy in and of itself. I don't know. I don't really care. I don't really care. I just want everybody to quit. Just quit. Most of you should, honestly, should. You don't want to, you don't want to do this. I've been doing this almost 10 years. You want it? You, this is what you want? This is what you want? <sighs> Talk about man taking pride in breaking the law to do nothing, right? I did that when I was smoking weed. Back when it was illegal to smoke weed, I took pride in the fact that I smoked weed. I was breaking the law, but I was literally doing nothing. Now that it's legal, it's like not even worth talking about. It's not worth talking about, not worth even mentioning. It's just part of, it's just, it's like, I'm not talking about the coffee. You know that coffee used to be illegal? People used to fucking gather in coffee houses and get jacked out on coffee and talk, talk about politics. And that was like, you know, that fucking, that was a big dangerous thing. Same thing with marijuana. People used to hang around smoking weed and be like, hey man, why do we have to follow the law when no one's around? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a law. Do you have to follow the law even if it doesn't affect anybody, bro? Like, that's the kind of thing, you know? And maybe Kennedy was killed by the government and everything. And that. I mean, that's the kind of thing weed makes you do, right? Yeah, fucking get rid of that. Make that illegal. Of course, it's all come around because of business, commerce, right? Right now. Comedy is clandestine because, you know, it's, it's how it's spread. Coronavirus is spread through talking, laughing, you know, gathering. So they're saying that's not, you know, but there's also this idea that comedy is dangerous, clandestine, the bad thoughts. The people who have the bad thoughts who say the bad words. The ends. The ends. <laughs> the ends. The R. G. Like all those words, all those bad words. They say them. They say them in front of other people. They cast dark magical incantations you know they cast dark incantations with their magic evil words you know calling upon the demons of laughter yeah they think of it as like some kind of threat they think of it as some kind of evil this is great evil being done 
you know, that's what's going on. And that's also killing comedy. So that what we're left with is the rotten, stinky, center mass of a, of a tooth that's uh, decayed beyond recognition. And that's comedy now. You know, that's comedy. It doesn't even, it hurts to laugh. It's so, yeah, I mean, that's what we have to go through, right? That's what's happening. And so what's going to happen with uh, the economy crushing all these venues, people going home, leaving in droves to go back home, you know, fucking Joe Rogan's leaving and he's just dragging all these people with him. And then after that, it's going to cause another exodus, you know, mass exodus. And it might be for the better. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, it might just be that I'm doing this for the rest of my life. There's no money in this. There's no money in this anymore. This is how crazy are you? That's what it's all about now, okay? There's no fame. There's no fortune. There's no getting your name on the walk of fame and getting a star and shit like that's all done. It's done. There's no Conan. There's no, you know, industry. It's all, it's over. It's over. Let's just go pack it up. Let's pack it up, everybody. Just go home. Ah, I just, and tell your parents you love them, you know, start a family. Have a baby, just get, just it's fine. Not everybody has to be a star. You, you can't have the whole world be creative. You, you know what I'm saying? There has to be a small amount of creative people and a larger amount of people who appreciate it. And that's just the way things are. And I think what we're seeing is a restoration of the natural order thanks to this virus, probably thanks to the Chinese, probably thanks to a joint operation between the Chinese and the US considering the Wuhan Institute of Virology is actually funded by the U.S. as well. So anyways, I mean, it's going to be crazy when we look back on all this, right? It's going <laughs> to be insane. Ah, so anyway, thank you guys for watching, for listening. Please subscribe on the YouTube, on the uh, Apple, Google, all the podcast places. Uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter, Rojan Kim. Go to RojanKim.com. You know all that stuff. Look out for me to make Podcast, right look after those probably not on video gonna keep it on the dl it's a new time it's a new exciting time where we're, we can break the law breaking the law is the thing again man yeah all right <laughs>